This is the Family Culture Project, Episode 63, How to Motivate Your Family Members. We're Carl and Kimberly Amici, and we're here to help you live a life of purpose with the ones you love. And become the family you were meant to be. Teaching children to be obedient is really important. However, when it comes to building a healthy culture, the goal is not perfect behavior. It's creating a team with shared values and beliefs, people that work together towards a common mission and purpose. I know when my kids listen to me, I kind of feel like a great parent. But the opposite is also true. When my kids don't listen to me, I kind of think I suck as a parent. (laughs) You know, sometimes when my kids don't behave the way I want them to, my go-to is to start brainstorming strategies and consequences to get my kids to act in the way I want them to. And these tactics, they may work for a while, but they're not a long-term solution. This episode is not about dismissing the systems that you might have in place to teach and correct your children. It's just a simple attempt to go a little bit deeper and examine how to motivate our family members to embrace the responsibilities that's required of them in our homes so that we don't have to always stay on top of them and enforce what we want done, but rather motivate them and have them buy in and be happy to do the things that it takes to be a part of a family. I don't know about you, but there are a lot of things that I want my kids to do because, not because I force them to do it, but because they want to do it. Now, when the kids are really young, there are definitely some things that we make them do, such as clean up their toys and put them away when they're done playing with them. But as they get older, even though there's still certain behaviors that, yes, we do have to enforce, eventually I want them to be able to do these things on their own without me having to tell them to do it. So there's so many things that this applies to, such as taking care of their belongings, maintaining personal hygiene, showing respect to others, and participating in family events. I mean, the list can go on and on of the things that we want our kids to be motivated to do without us having to tell them to do it. Yeah, sometimes I feel like I default into taskmaster mode, but I don't really want to control my kids. I Rather, I want to motivate them to do the things, to participating in what we're building together. So what does it mean to motivate our family? According to the dictionary, motivate means to stimulate someone's interest or enthusiasm for doing something. A leader's definition of motivating is the art of leading someone to do what you want them to do because they want to do it. So when we motivate people rather than micromanage and control them to do what's required to make a home and a family work, we do a few things. We foster loyalty. We establish habits that last, and we avoid the anger and the resentment that often comes from always being told what to do. And this not only applies to our kids, but it applies to our spouses as well. Me? (laughs) Absolutely. Motivation is very different from manipulation. Motivation cares about the work and the person. Manipulation only cares about the work. Motivation empowers people. Manipulation controls people. In an organization, regular team meetings are a given. They keep people informed, help them achieve goals, and ensure everyone is on the right track. Weekly family meetings do the same. Not only do they allow you to see if you're spending your time and resources in a way that lines up with your family's values, but it also helps you approach each week with purpose. To help you get started having weekly check-ins with the ones that you love, we've created a free family meeting packet. It includes sample agendas and discussion topics. You can find the link in the show notes or go to the T-H-E familycultureproject.com to get your copy. And so we thought today, instead of giving you three to four tips on how you can motivate your people, we thought we would also give you 
some tips about how to not motivate your people, things not to do, because these are often the easiest things to do, the things that we're used to doing, and if we would just eliminate them, would give us success. Well, fear is certainly one of them. I use this too often, and I know that it doesn't work. Fear can be a good motivator only on a short-term basis, but it's difficult for anyone to be successful when they are driven by fear. So in my experience, when I am in a situation where the person is trying to motivate me with fear, I often withdraw, I freeze up, I shut down, and it it honestly, like in the short term, yeah, I might do something because I'm worried or scared of what you might think or say or what the repercussions are, but honestly, I tend to shut down instead of step up to the plate and do what's expected of me, and I've often seen this with our kids as well, and if this is the norm in your home, it creates an unhealthy environment. The second thing not to do is to do what I do sometimes, which is being passive-aggressive. It's a form of manipulation. It keeps people guessing. A good example of this is when, say, your teenager you're not seeing that often and and they actually come around you and they're hanging out and and you make a comment, hey, it's nice to grace us with your presence. It's kind of a snarky bit comment, something I would probably say (laughs) and, and get corrected on by my wife, thankfully. Um, instead say, I love spending time with you. I'd love to do it more often, which is really the truth. I mean, we love spending time with our kids and to, to throw that, even if it's a, a joke in, in, um, to kind of make it a passive aggressive statement certainly is not going to have the right effect. Yeah, and it really is, to me, that kind of statement or other statements that tend to be passive-aggressive are trying to motivate with shame, and that's the that's the opposite of what we should be motivating our family members and friends and anybody we're in a relationship with. The third thing you shouldn't do is handing out candy and promises. So in the workplace, money is important, but studies show that it's not the biggest motivator and retainer of employees. It's actually relationship and empowerment, and this is true in family members as well. There's many situations in which you can use rewards to get the result that you want. However, it is not a good long-term strategy. It's something that you have to keep up and maintain, and it's also something that I think our family members and even employees can see right through. Yeah, absolutely. Here are a few things that you actually should do to motivate your family members. The first one is create a culture of appreciation. Show appreciation more than you think you should. Brag on your people. Celebrate what's right. Yeah, notice what someone is doing and when they're doing something good, bring attention to it because what you give attention to grows. We talked a little bit about this in episode 48 when we talked to Andrea Galbraith on sanity saving tips for parents. We went in depth and talked about this principle and how powerful it was or how powerful it is when you actually draw attention to the things that you want to grow and to continue. And, you know, my love language is words of appreciation, but you don't have to have that as a love language for you to benefit from it. So my kids, their their love language isn't all words of appreciation, but they absolutely 100% all respond to it in positive ways. Yeah, one of the biggest reasons people actually leave an organization is that they don't feel appreciated. And be creative in the ways that you appreciate people. Words of affirmation, little notes to let them know that they're on the right track. Um, even just a smile, a wink, or a tap on the shoulder when they're doing things good, just to acknowledge that you see them. The second thing that we should do is model motivation. We inspire more by our example than by our words. Kids are smart. They hear your words, but they also see your actions. 
when you're excited, consistent, and engaged, that is what is go- they're going to notice. The people around you will actually rise to the level of your passion. This means that you have to work on motivating yourself. The third thing that we should do is share the why. It is easy to jump on board with instructions when others understand what it is we are doing and why. There's going to be plenty of times when our kids just need to do something because we say so. However, more often than not, a few moments of explanation goes a long way. We talked in a previous episode about clarity and trust when we empower our family members. And when we provide clarity, and often that comes with explaining our why, we get people motivated. And also, in episode 24, we go in depth on how to discover your why and why it is so important. Check that out if you want to go a little deeper with this one. So as you shift from controlling to motivating, you'll still need to enforce consequences. It's actually demotivating when a parent consistently accepts unacceptable performance or behavior. We actually lose the respect of your people if you don't address problems, poor behavior, or disobedience. And as I mentioned earlier, kids see everything and they're not going to be fooled. If you say something's important to you, but it is not important enough for you to enforce and maintain, then why should anybody else care about it? And we so, we so often see that with the kids, especially, you know, the kids, kids are the truth tellers. They hold you out on your words. And if you're not following your words, you, you know, they know it. And, and you as a parent will suffer the consequences. Want to start motivating your family members today? As we wrap up this episode, ask yourself these questions. On a scale of 1 to 10, how good are you at showing appreciation? What can you do daily to stay motivated and excited about what's required of you and your responsibilities? If you would like to connect beyond the podcast, you can find us over on Instagram. It's our favorite place to hang out and share the ups and downs of everyday life, what we get right and what we get wrong too. Plus, we share the family hacks that have helped us build culture along the way. You can find me at Carl Amici. And you can find me at Kimberly Amici. Don't let the pretty pictures fool you. Our family culture is not about perfect. It's about purpose. To learn more about the Family Culture Project, go to thefamilycultureproject.com.